0: listening to episode number 25 of the Brain BS Podcast, Shedding the Shame Before My 40th High School Reunion. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off, and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School, and podcast newbie extraordinaire. Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. Okay, so I have some good Brain BS today. Um, It's actually like really kind of liberating to talk about this. I've talked about it before. Uh, Weight, of course, because every woman who's middle-aged pretty much wishes she weighed less or something was different with her body. And I went to the mall today because I needed to get some more sports bras and I wanted to get a couple tops. I think I mentioned to you before how like your body shape just changes as you get older. Like my torso is bigger than it was, but really it's not bigger. It's just drooping because of gravity and the skin. Like it's, it's not... It just seems so unfair that I could get my weight under control and I could weigh like what I want at 145, which I looked great at like 20 years ago. So the irony of it is, and this is what I thought, when I think about how much time I waste on trying to look like I'm not getting older and there's nothing you can do like in this case, even though I lost the weight, I still, my body still doesn't look the same. It's just not the same. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Bodies don't stay the same, especially if you have a little extra weight on you, because then that all goes south. So what else else is a body to do? Anyway, so I'm looking in the mirror and I was like, why in the world would I be so strict and stringent about having a cookie if I really want one when it's not going to make that go away? (laughs) no I'm not suggesting that we should just like eat whatever we want but like can't we just have like a little system of balance and checks right all my clothes fit I get to wear them you can't see my body underneath my clothing so I look like I look okay um I mean I mean I don't even look horrible when I'm not it, it seems like that to me but I know that's my brain filter But I was just like, you know what? That is it. I am completely done. I'm staying between 145 and 150 like I talked about in the last episode. But I'm really, really not making that a problem. And if I see a dessert, especially one like with a lot of frosting or a lot of whipped cream, my two downfalls, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that dessert. And then I'm going to get back to it, keeping my weight down. But enough of this like super critical stuff of my body, even though I've done all this work on it and I share all my flaws and imperfections with you. It's a daily thing that I look in the mirror. I see the dimpled thighs. I see the whatever is happening to my flanks. And I just, um, today I literally was in the mirror looking at myself and thinking, oh, God bless you, you little rolls back there. I love you. Thank you for taking care of me all these years. And and I honestly, for the first time, did not look at them with the least bit amount of disgust. So I'm here to tell you that your body doesn't have to change for you to love it. You actually just change your mindset and that triggers the feelings and leads to the action of me talking to my rolls of fat and my skin and um and feeling pretty good to be honest with you I feel really good so I like the way I'm managing my mind these days I'm on top of it I'm still feeling good and strong and believing in myself but stay tuned I have a brain so that's all up for debate it could change any time now and when it does I have the tools to get back into alignment And I'm learning a lot about that. And I can't wait to teach on that, getting in alignment and the law of attraction and manifesting what you want. And that is definitely going to be the focus of my coaching business as I move forward. Okay, so today, okay, guys, this is a really big one. This is something I haven't ever really even spoken about with too many people And I just told my husband last week because he listens to my podcast and I didn't want him to find out on the podcast. 40th reunion coming up. We got the invitation this, uh, like last week. A couple thoughts came up in my mind that go back to my freshman year of high school. And I realized that they weren't that bad, the feelings that came up, but they were still there. And that's like 40 years ago. So I thought, okay, what do I have to do About this event, the Ursula Mooney football game back in 1978. So I'm going to tell you what happened and I'm going to tell you how I thought about it then and how I'm thinking about it now and why I am no longer willing to feel shame about it, which is why I'm doing a podcast on it. Okay, so many moons ago, my parents were out of town to go on a trip. And they left the older kids in charge, which meant we basically didn't have any supervision. In my family, the parents going away always entailed some kind of big party because I had older siblings. I was number nine out of ten. And there was always alcohol involved. Well, the evening of the Ursula Mooney football game was no exception. The game was big rivalry and the biggest game of the year. For anyone who's listening to this who, who grew up where I did, you know what I'm talking about. And it was always something to look forward to and I really got excited about going to that game. So instead of telling you about the whole, I'm just going to cut to the chase and say I, long story short, I got hammered. I experienced a complete blackout at the age of 14 years old. While I do not recall any of that evening, I recall many of the stories that I heard about my behavior after that evening. I heard I was so drunk that I fell in the stands and down the steps. I heard people thought I was throwing up blood because I drank red wine, which was throwing people off because they thought there was something really wrong with me. Well, I mean, there was, I was drunk, but they thought I did more than that. I heard there was a group of guys standing around me singing She's on a Midnight Train to Georgia, which ever since that night, every time I hear that song, I think of the Ursula Mooney football game, which is a shame because I really like Gladys Knight and the Pips. I heard the police got involved but decided not to arrest me or send me to the hospital because my sister was willing to take care of me. And at this point, I should point out here that this is my recollection of the evening's events and stories Since then, and my filter definitely interprets it. Interprets it. I made that like an extra syllable. Interprets information in a Maureen sort of way. And what I mean by that is my family members might think of it or remember it differently. So I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. Anyways, I remember waking up at home later in the evening. And there was a party going on at our house and before i go further with this everybody was like this back then okay i know it's a different generation now and things might be different but i was not the only person who got hammered in high school i guarantee it there was many people who had similar situations to mine so i just want to throw that out there for any of you like younger people who might be judging me (laughs) it's not acceptable to drink Well, I don't know. Maybe it is acceptable to drink now the way we did back then. But it was a different time. The parents were totally different. We had so much more freedom and independence to kind of get into whatever we wanted and experiment. And and even as I'm saying that, I'm not regretting that I grew up the way I did because I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't. But it is high time that I talk about this freshman year Mooney-Earsland football game because I've been holding it in too long. So let's see, okay, so I was scared because I couldn't remember anything that happened and I'd never had a blackout before, so I was like, what is going on? Like, I thought it was the craziest thing to not have any recollection of anything. I remember asking my sister and her friends to tell me everything and then being absolutely mortified that it all happened. However, it was still that same night, so I was still drunk, so the complete horror of it didn't really dawn on me at that time, but I was already starting to get pretty nervous. It was terrifying to me that I could not recollect anything of the night. I came up with all kinds of scenarios of what might have happened, who I might have offended, who might have seen me, who might tell my parents, who might have seen me from the school. So, so many stories that my brain was telling me. And the more sober I got, the more intense the fear got. And before I knew it, it was time to go to school on Monday morning. Now, I don't even remember whether or not my parents were back from the trip yet when I went back to school on Monday morning. I actually don't think they were. But I can tell you my head was full of brain BS. And back then I knew nothing about how the mind works or even about myself at that time. So I had no insight into my behavior. I did not have anyone else to talk to who had any insight either. All I can remember now were the feelings I experienced that day while I was walking the hallways at school, and honestly, when I'm as I'm telling you about it now, it's the only thing that I can really visualize and remember is being in my high school uniform, and the feelings that I felt walking in the hallway that that first morning. There was like dread, shame, embarrassment, regret humiliation, and probably so many more. I mean, I was a 14-year-old girl. After school, though, the feelings changed from... changed to fears about getting caught. Like, who's going to tell my parents and the possibility that I could get in trouble at the school? I mean, I was, like, out and about, not hiding it in front of everybody. And it is amazing I did not get caught. Nobody told my parents. Nobody at the school said anything to me and at the time i thought that was a huge huge gift but not so sure about that when i look back on it now because when i look back to the past now i see a 14 year old young girl who had major social anxiety a desperate desire to be popular and absolutely no idea of how to navigate the emotional and mental challenges of high school If I wasn't so aware now, I might think my life may have played out differently if I had more supervision and did not squash this whole event deep down inside me. Luckily for me, I know it all played out exactly as planned, and I know that because that's what actually happened. To think that my past should have somehow been different is just an illusion of our mind and not useful in any way. So suffice it to say, that football game sort of set the tone for how I went through high school. I became the party girl who was always looking to have fun, time, and ready to get in trouble. Okay, I have another disclaimer now because they just stopped because the landscapers arrived and I um, did some editing and listened back. So I do have to point out that not everybody drank in high school, which I think is obvious, but I want to make sure that I say it here. Uh, There were some really smart, well put together mature individuals that I went to school with and I envy them that they were able to go through high school like that that just wasn't my experience at all so there were definitely people that did not drink but in my mind at that time all the cool people did which I know I understand the holes in that argument I was always trying to project an image of myself that was cool and positive instead of really being authentic in my true self. I wasn't willing to feel the uncomfortable emotions of vulnerability or rejection, so I did not dare try to date or go to dances. I went to one dance with, and he knows who, and thank you very much for taking me to that dance. (laughs) In retrospect, my reputation for being a partier made me feel safe because alcohol does kind of have a way of keeping intimacy at a distance. And I was so anxious and nervous and not really being myself. So most of the people that I met in high school were meeting the image of me. Now, that's not to say that there wasn't a nice girl down you know, underneath the surface because I was. I was always like worried about other people's feelings and trying to take care of them and that sort of thing. But I definitely was not even remotely where I am today with how I feel about myself. Okay, so let's flash forward to the present moment and I just got the invite for our 40th class reunion. So my first feeling was excitement over the possibility of seeing everyone. But then right away it went to the Urslan Mooney football game. And then the other thought, I might as well just put it out there now since I'm being open about everything. I got drunk on my graduation night too from high school and I came home with no shoes on. So I'm just putting it out there because I might as well clean up all the shame right now and be done with it forever. And that's exactly what this is all about. Neither of those thoughts caused me to feel really bad or shame about myself, but I did notice a little lingering discomfort. I I hadn't worked completely through it so I decided that instead of looking at it the way I was before that I would reframe my high school days because we always have that option to look back at a time that already happened and reframe the way we think about it we are allowed to do that as humans with brains so I decided maybe instead of being so judgmental of myself I might opt for compassion instead and how about instead of being so self-centered like I was the only one partying and I wasn't cut myself some slack and recognize that oh yeah and what if instead of regretting my high school legacy ha ha, that's in my mind anyways I choose to forgive myself for my limitations what if the circumstance of high school and my drinking are neutral and I get to look back and think whatever I want about it yep we are back at circumstances being neutral thoughts about the circumstances cause the feelings Those lead to actions and that gives us our results. It always comes back to that, folks. In this case, I was feeling many negative emotions because I wished I was different in high school and had trouble accepting the version of me that I was at that time. So while it is possible to change my concept of myself by changing the way I think, sometimes you have to be aware when you've had a thought for a long time and it's something that's been there in your body, like it becomes a memory in your body, then you can't just do thought work on it. You actually have to release the emotions and you have to find them a different way because they're kind of sort of no longer associated with a specific thought. So I've done all the thought work and I've done the feelings work. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about everything now. I've forgiven myself for being the teenager that I was and I can look back upon my younger self with love and compassion now. I can honestly say up until today as I'm sitting here saying that out loud it's the first time that I can really say that because I'm not trying to hide anything about my past anymore. Even though I wasn't Really hiding it. Just letting it stay there and not uncovering it and not looking into it or examining it is the same exact thing as hiding it. But I was hiding it from myself. My brain just did not want to deal with it until I got that reunion invitation. If you recall from previous episodes or reading any of brene brown's work i'm a huge fan of hers i love the gifts of imperfection that's like my favorite one but one of the things that she says is that shame cannot live in the light of day so but what better way for me to ensure that i really truly moved on from all these thoughts and feelings associated with this day than to do it on a podcast and tell everybody and i can honestly say i feel amazing about this As I was going in to do this episode, I was like, do I really want to tell everybody that I got so drunk I blacked out at the age of 14? I mean, I don't mind sharing that some major brain BS has come up doing this. And it was 40 years ago that I did this. And I'm still, like, hesitant to put it out there. But that's what happens with our brains, right? I've been doing this for so long. My brain's like, what the hell is going on here? You're going to tell everybody about freshman year? And you're doing another episode on alcohol? Like, uh, exactly what are people going to think about this? The thing is, though, when I start to feel that way, I totally know now that it's my brain BS. Before I would have bought into it and I would have believed it and I would have been worried about what other people thought, if I should be doing it or not, and getting all caught up in other people's heads. Now I'm self-aware enough that I know to listen to my higher self. Anyway, as I'm wrapping this up, it's been great. It's been super liberating. I feel really good. I'm telling you, the more you share your imperfections or what you think they are or things that you think maybe are shameful or that you wish you didn't do, the better you feel. It seems like it would be the opposite, but it's not. So speak up. Quit hiding. It's okay. And for any of you who want to judge anybody for over drinking overconsumption is overconsumption so it could be netflix it could be food it could be shopping it could be gambling it could be anything so remember when you find yourself getting a little self righteous people in glass houses should not throw stones hope you learned something valuable here today see you next episode if you like what you were here today i would like to invite you to subscribe to the brain bs podcast leave a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thegrainbs.com and look for coaching options that are available to you and to learn more about the work I do. Lastly, I also would like to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook where we can dig deeper on the topics we discuss in this podcast. And remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.